You are listening to this week's installment of the Path of a Believer podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Path of a Believer. Uh, in today's episode, we are going retro a little bit back to, <laughs> I think it was like season one, episode number six, I think. I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. I can't remember five. exactly But we was. had our friend Vladik, all the way from FFM Ministries in California, right before Kingdom of Maid started last year. And so in this episode, we are inviting him back on to talk about a very important topic and a very amazing topic that I'm going to let uh, Daniel introduce for us. Yeah, so um, the topic we're going to be talking about today is... Uh, listening and doing. So um, if you guys have a Bible, I want you to turn to 1 James uh, from verse 19, we'll read. So in there, uh, I'm going to be reading from the NIV, but I'll probably jump into that message um, as a parallel just to get some better um, context, I guess you could say, of like imagery and stuff. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves, do what it says. So that's going to be our juicy, meaty part that we're going to be talking about yeah. today that I really want to break down and go ham at. <laughs> do not only listen to the word, but also do as it says. I mean, just with this alone, we can go back to any kind of scriptures of the Bible. And like anything the Bible says, we can go break, break it down Definitely. and go from there. But Vladik, whenever you hear this, what do you, what's the first thing that, that comes to your mind um, when you hear that those words? Um, I think, I think it represents kingdom. Um, yeah. Because I believe that, I, I mean, even like maybe a kingdom, and also I think of true believer. Um, because you know when I think about salvation, I think about repentance. Mm. Uh, I don't, you know, repenting is not just you know, asking for forgiveness, but it's also doing something about it as changing your lifestyle. And that's what I think about when when we get into the word, right? We the word is alive, meaning it, it, it's it breathes, you know, it, it has breath, right? So when the word enters us, it becomes alive and then starts creating something in us and we need to start doing something. And if we don't do it, it means it's dead. So to me, it's like true, you know, true believers, um, people who rely, you know, on faith, because you can't do anything without faith. Um, I mean, you can, but faith is really important in our Christian walk. And I do think about a kingdom because when we come together and we become doers of the word that the King told us, that's when we all come together united. You know, and I love expand the kingdom. I love what you just said right now about um, the fact that basically when we uh, listen to the king, you know, we ultimately um, are being used by him when we actually act upon it. Um, in the message translation, when you read um, from verse 19 to 21, it says, <clears throat> um, and I like the way the, the like subheading is written in there. Um, act on what you hear, it says. So it says, post this at all the intersections, dear friends. Lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. So throw all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil. I like that description, cancerous evil, into garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word. You know, it reminds me uh, when saying the landscape, you know, when, when I think of a landscaper, I think of somebody like pruning and just like cutting stuff with like some kind of sharp object mm -hmm. um, and just like taking away all the deadness and ultimately kind of like a surgeon uh, 
excises or cuts out a cancer that's in the human body. And so um, I like the way the imagery expresses it, um, how like the word is basically a double edged sword. You know, it mm-hmm. divides spirit and soul, how the Bible says um, going on, though. God landscape you with the word, making a salvation garden of your life. So like when I think of that word right there, salvation garden, I think of like this representation of Jesus just being like taking, I guess you could say like your body and just being like, hey, this is going to be a nourishing ground for people around you to like in this bed, you know, like, like a garden bed where people come and when they're by you or around you, you're like that fertilization that helps the flowers grow and sprout and become into the fullness that God has for them and just be that beauty that the world need. And from that, just spread onto other places like pollen and, you know, um, but you know, just, uh, just to go a little back on the New King James translation, or was that NIV translation? Uh, NIV. So just to go back on the NIV translation, uh, what I really liked about it is that do not be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. In today's time, we have a lot of people who go in and out of church consistently, and they know what the gospel is. They know what um, Jesus says in, in the gospels. They know what the Bible is from ins and out. But then when you ask them, what do they actually do in their Christian life? Mm. You know, there there's a pause a very long pause sometimes while they're trying to gather the good things that happen and like not to rag on them, but whenever God says, go and do stuff, you know, go out to all the world to preach to all the nations, to all the, all the creature uh, creation. There's a reason for that because whenever we are called to do something in the word, we are called to have the fulfillment of the whole entire gospel behind us. Yeah. You know, some people might actually hear this and be like, well, what does it mean whenever, um, what what do you want? What do you want? What do you mean? Uh, be doer of this word. You want us to stone people for sinning? <laughs> well, no. Then you do not know the whole entire gospel because then you you wouldn't understand what you're just cherry picking. Yeah, you're, you're just cherry picking the garden because <laughs> you you don't know what Jesus said about that stuff. But um, what I mean is that Jesus in Matthew um, what was it, chapter eight said, um, as you go, mm. preach the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. Heal the uh, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, freely give because you have been freely given. And I like the fact that what you're saying, if you look at all those things, raising the dead, casting out demons, what you're ultimately doing is restoring life into a person. Exactly. Right? Even like raising the dead, that's the most fundamental form, I guess, simplest form. Of you could say life. of restoring life. And I like going back to the message translation where it says, um, in, in simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word, making salva- uh, salvation garden of your life. Salvation, ultimately, meaning you're bringing from death to life. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure in FM Ministries, you guys um, just listened to the last couple of episodes that Andre was uh, doing for the live, live stream on such Facebook. Such good stuff. Dude, it's, it's just been rocking. But, like, you guys are really on doing the promises that are set out for you in the gospel. Is that correct? You you know, I think, I think if we look a little deeper into this, these verses, I think it all comes down to us as individuals having that Mm -hmm. character of God. Um, And this is, this is what, where we always come from. And this is um, like, and I personally believe in that myself is, you know, in verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Mm-hmm. It's It also talks about when you speak something into existence, you have to be responsible for what you're saying. You have to follow up with what you say. Because if Definitely. you don't, you're just lying to yourself pretty much. You're just yeah. saying, hey, I am this, I am that. But in existence, like, what do you have to show? Um, so being, this is... Being a hypocrite. Right, right. And that's, uh, this is like a primal example of, you know, Pharisees. Jesus says, you know, listen to what they say. But just uh, don't do what you do. But don't do what they do. And this is what they, they literally spoke about the promises of God. They spoke about, they spoke about the kingdom, but they never did it. And I think when we take that and apply to our own lives, this is like that's like the first step that we can take to be, you know, to be obedient to the promises of God. Because if we're not 
obedient to our words that we speak, how can we be obedient to the words that God speaks to us? You know what I mean? Yeah. If I make a promise, hey, I'll be there, you know, in an hour, and then you're not being there in an hour, I mean, there's stuff can happen, and then, you know, you can call someone and say, hey, I won't be making it. But if you're just flat out say, I'm going to ignore my words, then how can... How can you ex- how can we expect you to you know to not to ig- not ignore God's word? Mm-hmm. I just I just like how um, to follow up. James continues on and he says in verse twenty three, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks into at, at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. I mean, for me, just just reading that as well, it is. Uh, um, First off, is the Bible. The, the Bible can always be used as a mirror Definitely. for our spiritual life. Are we doing it right, or are we doing it wrong? Are we doing everything properly, or not? And like we have to look at it that way. And as we're going through life, we start actually seeing more and more how are we actually doing our life when we look into a mirror. Like what you were saying is that look at the Pharisees. Um, you can look at them, and you can you can hear what they say, but do not do what they do, because they they might be saying the right thing. Because that's what they were taught, and that's what they were, were te- they were learning for a long, long time. But to actually apply that into your life, it's like they forget what they actually were just reading. Because whenever a situation arises, everything that they teach goes to the backhand, and their fleshly desires goes to the front. Yeah. So that's like we're living a spiritual uh, lifestyle, and actually a lifestyle of Christianity, where you continuously—that uh, was a secret plug, by the way—you continuously <laughs> go and push and push and push and strive to be the person of Jesus that he wants you to be, you know, the person that re- resembles Jesus on this earth, like one-on-one um, when you, when you become a new creation and you start living Jesus's life, not your own life kind of thing where you become what the word says a new creation will be. And it's, it's like uh, the best I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to think of the best way I can, I can put this into words, what's in my mind. But what I'm thinking is just like, you look and then you forget about yourself. You know, you, you look into the Bible, you read it, and then you study it just to be able to argue it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not studying it to actually be able to apply it or, because then you're studying to argue it. Or the way uh, Michael says it, he's like, they know the language, but the, or I think it was Bill Johnson who no, said it. Was it was Michael. Was it Michael? Yeah. They have the language, but they don't have the experience behind that language. Yeah, like, well, you, you don't be talking about seventh heavens and the spiritual gateways <laughs> when you don't even know how to love. Yeah, that's so true. You know, right. it's just like, and, and that's what I was kind of talking about is like that fake spirituality of mm-hmm. like, uh, of like you know, I, I can say that the best things in the world, but I, you know, and I can convince myself that I do them. But I actually don't. And that reminds me of something that I learned myself is to, you know, like I'm a very creative person. And I, at some point, I stopped sharing my ideas to people. I only shared my ideas to like very, very, very closed ones. And a lot of them I just kept to myself because I realized when I say, when I speak something and when I, you know, when I say something or share an idea in my head, I kind of make this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm doing it already. But in reality, it's like, where is it? You know what I mean? So over time, you make this thing where it's like, you say things and you uh-huh. think you, you're you like, oh yeah, I'm doing them, you know? But in reality, it's like, what did you do? Because well, that, that's, like, that's what we I faced like, a lot too. Well, exactly you know? what you're saying right now is um, they shall know you by your deeds. Yeah, by your fruits. They sh- yeah, by, by the fruits and like what, right. what you're actually doing. Because technically you can go out and like what you said, I, I love this because this makes so much sense. You can go out and speak about everything that you do, yeah. but no one will ever, ever see you do it. Actions speak louder than words. And I you think know, this, this shows the importance of the secret place. Yes. Yes. yes because he says the things I shall reveal, uh, what's called it? Um, what was it? Go into your secret place because the father who sees in secret mm-hmm. rewards you openly. And like when you learn from God in secret, you're you're not just um just from my own life. You you're not just learning like oh God, how do I do this? How do I do this? But you're also God's teaching you how to do with the promises of the Bible, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to, uh, 
you don't have to make up stories because you're living it. You know, testimonies will be coming out of your life. They'll just be because falling. you're living a spiritual life. The 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 testimonies. I remember um, another speaker said this amazing thing: Do not let your life be hung up from one testimony to another testimony, mm. like living paycheck to paycheck, and mm. until you get paid, you're struggling to find the next the next outlet of or inlet of money to come in. That's so you true. know, instead, live your life to a hundred percent of of the gospel, and then the testimonies become a byproduct. And you know, I, I want to share this other part, and I don't know if I should share it right now. It's kind of leading on to the next thing we'll be talking about a little bit further more. Um, maybe I should just read it, um, the rest of the verses here in James. Um, so reading on from 23, just for the sake of it. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they have heard but going but doing it they will be blessed in what they do um so i like that intently yeah, that intent of look. I mean, um, that reminds me of the line right there. <laughs> you <laughs> intentively look up to what you're doing. You know, it's very important. Your spending time with Jesus can be a few different things, but do not let your time with Jesus overtake your time with God with uh, the Bible. You yeah, know? like do not allow. Um, like the Bible should not be apart from your secret place. It should be one. In other words, that's what I'm, that's what I'm really trying to say. Uh, do, do not like the Bible, reading the Bible, reading the word and everything else should be like the same exact thing mm. as an add on to your secret place. That's good. You know, because like I know that people are like, well, I prayed for 45 minutes, but I haven't had time to read the Bible because I have such a busy day. OK, I get that. Why can't you just do both at once? So true. You know, and like it's the thing is like if you're if you're seeking God outside the scriptures because you don't, but you don't know the full scriptures, but you're trying to seek God for your own mindset and your own intentions. You're going to, you're going to make your own make believe God. Yeah. Well, also uh, think about uh, the mirror, right? It says he looks in the mirror, goes away and forgets. And I think, I think this goes along with the word itself. As mm -hmm. if we look into the Word, and maybe it'll be a Bible, or maybe it's, you know, it's whatever God's speaking to you. And w when we spend that time in secret with God and let that Word, um, let that seed grow, then mm -hmm. when we leave that time or when we go on with our day, we don't forget what it was like. Mm. Meaning Salvation when we... Garden. When we look, when we we had that time with Jesus, right? We looked like you. Okay, you said the Bible is a mirror, and I I love it. I love that example, especially here because we looked at God, we look at His Word, and we we don't forget it anymore because it's written in our hearts because we yes. let that seed grow, and when we go back with our we go with our own day, you know, we're gonna be blessed because we act upon what we saw here in the Bible. We planted the seed, and it's growing. Yes, yep. uh, especially the fact that we act upon the, what it says in the Bible, um, acting not not by sight but by faith. You know, you you start living out what you're reading, and not just not just like, oh, look, guys, I healed five people again today. Those things will happen, and they happen so much right now. But the things that that most the most important things, which what I like, is the mirror part where you're looking at yourself. Okay, you're looking at yourself and you're judging your own self and how your actions, how what the words you say, what the, what the way you live, the lifestyle that you lead, that those actions when you go into work and when you're around people that, that you're not comfortable sharing the Bible, are you still going to be acting like the person that was looking at himself in the mirror? And, you know, we were talking about the secret place and ultimately, you know, what I guess you could say the whole purpose of the secret place is an intimate place where you can spend time with the Lord express your love and adoration to him and um you know 
how it said, do not merely listen to a word and so deceive yourself, do what it says. You know, you can have this mentality of like what some people do where they're like, oh, you just need to read the word. And if you read the word every day and just continue reading and if you just memorize it, like you'll be perfect. Like you will just go on and have a perfect life. That is not true. You can know everything about business and finances and all this stuff, but until you actually apply it to your life, meaning you start a business and actually start doing all the mathematics and all this and figuring out the business plan, until you actually get into the steps of what you've learned, you're just that's just plain head knowledge. You're not getting the full benefit. You just know about it, but it's not actually bringing that full fruit that 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 the salvation garden um that god wants for your life which i I think that this whole entire conversation just lead me to say that you can know the word but you'll never meet the author yeah Yeah. and a lot of people can live that lifestyle of reading the bible back and forth page to page front to back throughout years but there's so many theologians out there that have read the same thing and they're arguing against christianity Definitely. You know, there's so many other people like they do not know who the author of the Bible is because they never met him personally. And that personal relationship only develops in the secret place. You cannot you cannot derive a relationship from being in public and around people, you know, like like the the community herd factor, you know, the uh, the what's called the herd factor does give you a God. God's there. He hits your life. He impacts you, but that should drive you back into the secret place to search for him more. You know, taking this um, example, uh, the Bible, right? If you take God out of the equation, right? It's just another book. It's just another book. And not only is it just another book, it's just a book full of good parables. Like Mm -hmm. Egyptians have good parable books, which are, I've read some and I was like, wow, this is pretty smart stuff. Like it's pretty similar to what Solomon said, but the whole thing is like, okay, you understand these good things and you might live your whole life like doing these good things and whatnot. But why did God give us these guidelines ultimately? Why did he give us these guidelines of like how to have love and adoration to him? Because I mean, he wants us to act upon those guidelines. He wants us to act upon those um, instructions of how to have love and intimacy with the Lord. It's like, um, you know, we have books uh, for couples or like marriage counseling and all this stuff, you know, in our, our regular life uh, to people who are married. I'm not married, but, you know, Vice has been uh, before to marriage counseling before he got married i'm sure and i'm sure you've led too and um i don't know if you guys read any books about like you know premarital stuff um or after marriage but um the people who i have spoken who did they put it into practice and once they put it into practice it started doing change in their life that benefit benefited their relationship with that person Mm-hmm. And help them grow and just expand their the fullness of what a relationship is supposed to be with that person. So um, I I want to read um, the message translation towards uh, verses twenty two to twenty four. Do not fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea what they are, what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his of his eye, and sticks with it, is not distracted with scattered brain, but a man or woman of action. I like that. But a man or woman of action. Excuse me. Um for I wanted to bring up another question to uh, to Vlad and, and personally, uh, just an example from your lifestyle. How do you practice putting the word into action rather than just reading it? Oh, it's 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 a it's, tough one. It's a really simple, actually. Um, it's simple, it's simple in theory. Simple. <laughs> it's simple in theory. Like you read it, and but yeah, it's um, I think. Once you come to a knowledge of God, um, 
w- once you learn, you know, enough and you understand like a lot of things and I think I think many many of us and I'm sure maybe it happened to you guys, but we come to a point where it's uh where it's like I want more, right? Yeah. Because you you know, you see other people and you you read, you know, you read the scriptures, you read Jesus live and you're just like, man, I want more of this and I don't even know how to go to the next level. And for me personally, that was a big big change where I understood um the power of surrender and what it really means. Oh, that was a lot. And so what it really means to surrender and what it really means to put your faith um into action because oftentimes God speaks to us in many many ways through the through the Bible, through people, um you know, whatever it is, through preachers, through music, through songs, through psalms and it's it's amazing, but I but once once we come into this uh once we apply our faith and we trust god that's when that's when things starts starts happening and that's when like that's when full sur- surrender kicks in because when you start fully trusting in god and that's when you start doing you know god's work that's when you start being a doer of what god wants you to do and you start being you know faithful you you activate your faith you start trusting him and the life uh, your life just like it shifts into a new gear um and it's obviously a tough tough decision because you know it takes it, it's like it's like uh daniel was saying it's like you're you learn a lot about business and now you start but now you're starting a business it's kind of the same way you fully commit yourself you fully commit your life to what you've learned to what you heard and studied and from there it's like you go from 30 miles an hour to like 60 because everything you just learn it's it's you know it starts growing it starts being in that solid ground and you you know that life transforms so for me becoming a doer was connect, like that was like a sh- like a shift like and that's what i was telling you like a true believer because before you know when i was growing up and even in my early 20s you know i was just listening to the word and i did certain you're parts st- of it you're still in your early 20s bro <laughs> right i am but i did certain parts of it but but when i finally realized like hey it's not just certain parts of the you know of what god's telling me to do it's, it's not certain parts of the bible it's the whole thing i need to fully yeah. commit myself and that means cutting off a lot of things that means you know say like acting on what you said if you say god i give my life to you Mm. Well, you better do it. And this is exactly what this passage is about. If you say you do it, then you do it. You know, I I love when um I was I started to grow in, with God and even until this day, this one thing that I gave God a promise is that I do not want to be a fake Christian anymore. You know, I I go into the secret place, I learn, I learn um on the drives to work, I learn, you know, listening to sermons, podcasts, all these things, like trying to learn but then God, I do not want to be a fake Christian who just says, I know, I know who God is. I want to know, I want to talk to you, I want to, I want to be like you, transform me to be just like you, God. And these types of conversations that I kept having with God on and on, day in, day out, like continuously, just God, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. Make me more like you. Make me more like you. So I can actually hear what you're saying. I can have your eyes into situations that are come up in front of me and have your thoughts first before my own thoughts in those situations it actually started to take root and it started to actually take into effect whenever things start to happen, you know, mm-hmm. whenever things at work start to happen, whenever things in the house start to happen, I would look at the situation from, okay, my thought is this, God, what is your thought? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, act out before you say something or before you try to do something from yourself, act out first, whatever God wants you to do. And this, this change flip that I do not want to be a fake Christian anymore. You know, that really hit me pretty hard last year where I did not want to be a fake Christian anymore. You know, I, I I was over it. I didn't want to be the person who just goes to church and knows about God. I want to be a person who walks every single day showing God. The kingdom without the king is dumb. I love the way Michael said that. It's You take away Jesus, God, away from the equation of like reading the Bible and just knowing about him, it's just it's just dumb. It's just like you yeah, know, but also Christian without the 
Christ is just Eon. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I love it. So, um, so like in continuation for this topic, I mean, uh, Daniel, how would you, since I, I answered mine and Vladik, you answered yours, which really, uh, that was a really good breakdown. That was really good how you explained it. Um, Daniel, how would you say that you apply? How do I apply the word? So, you know, it's kind of very similar to the same way um, Todd White does um, where he says he kind of like camps on the word, like certain parts like so meaning if i'll like i'm a very slow reader of the bible same like it just takes i don't understand how those people they're like yeah bro i read like uh three five chapters in a day i'm yeah. like bro i've been camping on a verse for like three the last, hours the here. last month <laughs> like i'm sorry like so are you um, saying are you saying about the camp you're saying what todd white said uh from before because that's what i really liked uh about one thing he said was if I read a chapter and the chapter doesn't become alive in my life, I go back and I reread it again and yeah. again and again and again and again until whatever God's doing in that chapter becomes evident in my life. Yes. Yes. I try like to just camp on that verse or just even, um, you know, sometimes you might even get words that you're like, you're reading the, the, the word and you're, you're like, God, I don't fully understand what this is. So you just go through your daily life and you're just meditating on that word. That's what I do. And I'm like, God, I want you to express this to me through my daily life, the meaning of it. And I'll be just driving or I'll be walking to classrooms or just like sitting down or in the middle of class, like learning about something and it'll tie in. Like one time the Lord taught me about unity through my cancer class and how important it is for the body to have constant communication with all itself otherwise if you destroy that connection you cause cancer in the body because it's just self-feeding this one group is just self-feeding itself with its own little click of people that it finds the same type of viewpoints and all this other stuff and it just causes this cancer and division in the body which ultimately destroys the whole body and mm -hmm. causes it to go uh, paraplegic at first and then eventually it'll just kill it it'll just take over the whole thing and i you know so stuff like that i'll just like meditate on the word of god and go through my daily life and i'll just be like god like just show like express this to me i'm a very visual learner or like hands-on type of person so that's the way god speaks to me and i ask him to approach me in understanding and let it like act on upon into my life through a manner where I can actually grasp onto it and use it somehow. Um, another example, even before this was um, when I went to Sons and Servants, um, you know, God really uh, spoke to me about um, basically loving your neighbor as yourself and um, just you know, pouring out and investing and just kind of doing one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And specifically, I wanted to do it um, with my brother. That's what God was stuck in my heart. So I put it into practice. I just started loving on my brother. And um, his spiritual growth wasn't that, all that back then. And But like, I knew his birthday was coming up and um, I knew what he wanted and stuff. And I bought it for him and it wasn't a cheap gift or anything, but I just like, I'm like, God, in simple obedience, I want to just act upon your word and put this into practice. And sure enough, like just acting upon the word, I just saw God's promise about how if we obey his word and his commands that he gives about, in my case, it was about loving on a person um, and how seeing them change through that, you know, um, yeah. and just seeing the fruition from him now, like I, I, I've been talking with my brother and sometimes I hear the things like that the Lord's been speaking to him like, bro. Like, this isn't a sermon right here. Like, this is top-notch A1 <laughs> sauce right here. Yeah. Um, so that's, so good. that's how, I mean, it's been for me personally. But to each person, I think um, there is a slightly different approach. And it's all because of not only the way um, God teaches us um, because of we're like either a visual or auditory uh Auditory. 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 <laughs> you know, learner. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's well, I mean, my response. Um, going back to what you were just saying and what I was saying and what Vladik was saying, I think in every person's life that's a Christian, there comes a point where they where they just say they just, there just has to be more. Mm. Right, Vladik? It just comes to a point where you're just like, there has to be something more. 
Uh, there's something more that than just reading. There's something more than just you know or listening. There's now like there's got to be more when I do. Right, and we I think have it, to get to the point. It open it opens a new a new door, um, mm-hmm. and I think that really proves. Uh, just like it just. I don't. I don't know if I can say it, but it proves to God that you're, you know, that you're actually committed, right? Mm. Um, you're acting on what you said, and I, I, you know, if you think in the Bible, God's word is actually above, you know, above everything. In the beginning, it was a word, you know. And the word was so, God. yeah. God's God's valuing your word, and going back to, you know, what Daniel said, everyone has a different approach. But at the same time, when we go back to just like really basic principles of like, hey, just what you say, like whenever you say something, do it. When you yeah. have this thought to help someone, you know, or when you read something in the Bible where you, you know, where it clearly says certain things, just do it because that w- that's what God loves the most. He yeah. all He loves, you know, I tell you, He loves healings. He loves all these things. But when we get, you know, healings, resurrections, they don't move God. They move people. It's it's great. Mm, but what really so moves good. God is faithfulness. <laughs> it's is being faithful and having that love. So when we're being faithful in what we said, God is God is so so in love with you and he's so proud of you because you're stepping into obedience, you're stepping into faithfulness. Yes. And Shaka that's like Rabba. come on, like how how can it be yes. better than that? You know, um, I'm thinking right now of Samuel and how basically the Bible, it says obedience is greater than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, you can sacrifice to God your time reading his word, right? But if you don't obey his word, it's all for nothing. It's just, you know, head knowledge as we've been talking about, you know, um, I, I wanted to kind of like touch this one topic and I, I want to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Um, it, basically, if you were to give a starting point for somebody who maybe hasn't been do, a doer of the word, but wants to, after this, become a doer of the word, what thing would you ask to have them first start out with um, in the sense of like practicing? You know, for me, it was love. Like, God's been until this moment, till this day. Um, that's just something in my daily life. I I try to act out in love, everything, and mm-hmm. learn to just walk in love. Yeah, for I mean, for me, I would I would send them back into their secret place mm. because you cannot you cannot start doing what God wants you. You mean you can try, but you cannot be a hundred percent on the side and doing what God wants you to do without knowing who a God actually is. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'll just add on ahead. top of, on top of what you're saying. And I definitely agree with you guys. And I think, and I'm pretty sure there's other people who are even got to that point already. Uh, but I also think it's just trusting what God sp- speaks to you. So something that I learned myself is, when I spend that time with God, when I'm in a secret with God, he presents something to me. I have that download from heaven. Mm. I have that Bible. You know, I have the word, living word inside of me. And I need just, just need to be faithful to what God entrusted me. And when he s- speaks certain things to me through whatever it is, you know, through through visual or, you know, he, you just feel it in your mind. I think we just need to just to be faithful to that and, you know, don't doubt. So that's like even next step of like, hey, let's just let's just be faithful to it. Yes, and then and I want to add on something that I was saying. I've said multiple times, and I th- and I feel like we need to keep pounding this into our brain um, that you know there's a walkway of love. I know you, Daniel's heard this probably over a hundred times from me now, but there's a walkway of love that we have set foot on whenever we started this journey we call Christianity. Yeah. And that walkway of love, when we fall off the walkway, if we sin or do anything like that, it's up to us if it's going to take us three seconds, if it's going to take us three days, or if it's going to take us three weeks of crying and repenting before we get back on that, that walk. Because that walkway still stands. Nobody took that, that, step, that walkway away from you. 
but it's up to you how fastly you rise up and get in and say, I'm sorry, sir. I've messed up. I'm going to keep going. You know, God is love and without love, we are nothing. First Corinthians 13. Yeah. Read it. Read it. Um, I want to go on with James um, to verse 26. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. And I want to read actually the message translation. Anyone who sets himself up as religious, quotation marks, by taking a good game, by talking a good game, sorry, by talking a good game is self-deceived. Kind of like what Michael was saying, I guess you could say in a condensed version. Knowing the spiritual gateways, but not knowing, (laughs) but not knowing the author. Yeah. This kind of religion is hot air and only hot air. (laughs) That's funny. I love the way um, the writer of the message translated this. Uh, Real religion the kind that passes muster before the God, before God the Father, is this: reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight, and guard against corruption from the godless world. I want to ask you guys. Um, so you know, sometimes we get revelations from the Lord, mm. right? How do you? like discern stuff that you should share with somebody or stuff you shouldn't because you know because like (laughs) there's situations we go through in life that give us the ability to comprehend what god has shared with us and if i share it to somebody who's not mature enough to understand and a lot of it has to do like the experiences that i had where it went bad um go back to isaiah chapter 28 yeah do you want to open that up? Isaiah twenty-eight. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's I'm gonna. Scary. It's just. That's just. I'm just gonna answer your question from uh, what God revealed to me. Let's get into it. Let's get into the Word, guys. Well, this man knows how to answer a question. <laughs> get back into the Word. You know, the source of knowledge. Jesus answered answered the question with a question. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna answer a question with with a, with a word that it's from the Bible. Um, Isaiah chapter twenty-eight. I've read this on on. Uh, Anya's podcast mm. and this is just gonna just another example of how Isaiah to do it you know Isaiah say. chapter 8 chapter 28 mm. scroll down to verse 23 and it says this amazing thing that God says listen and hear my voice pay attention and hear what I say when the farmer plows for planting does he plow continually does he keep on breaking up and working the soil when he has leveled the surface, does he not sow caraway and scatter cumin? Does he not plant wheat in its place, barley in its, pl- in its plot, and spelt in its field? So you see, there's a thing. Um, this takes you back to the parable that Jesus was referring of the sower. You, the sower goes out and he puts plant seeds. Some seeds land on the wrong ground. Some, some seeds land on the proper ground. But the seeds that land on the proper ground grow 10, 20, even 100 fold the field Mm. so in every single thing it said he first says listen before you go out to work before you go out to talk to people before you go out and start doing things he says listen and hear my voice so good pay attention let me read it again pay attention and hear what i say okay that's that's the main thing that we need to look at listen and hear my voice pay attention and hear what i say then he goes on and he, then he says, when you start working, do you work all day? Mm. Okay. When you keep breaking up the soil, preparing the soil, do you continue breaking it for the rest of your thing? Mm-hmm. When you have leveled the surface, don't, don't you put uh, the caraway and the scatter the cumin? Do you not plot the wheat in its proper place? Do you not plot the barley in its plot? Do you not put the spelt into its field? And then here's the second part. His God instructs him and teaches him the right way. Your God has to instruct you of where to put the proper seed at the proper time. You know, <clears throat> there's a thing that, uh, there's a thing that I'm, I'm trying to come to is the fact that if you don't hear the Holy Spirit speaking at that time, if you do not know what his sound is and what his, uh, you know, 
you can your words have two things they can either bring life to somebody or they, they can kill them completely okay and if you do not use your words properly you can literally kill somebody's relationship with god mm-hmm. by your own stupidity but there's a second um aspect that can come into this this is what the lord's reminding me and thank you lord that you are reminding me of this because there's always a double-sided coin you know there's people who you might even present it to them at the correct time they might be even at the same maturity level as you in the sense of like let's say um like let's take us for example right uh me and vasa are uh guys who served um in the youth and served uh like you know preaching all this stuff and we talk with some other preacher and we can express stuff to them but they might not accept it or think but it's like that's, foolishness that's where you have to re- remember what he says listen and hear my voice amen amen not Be- we can express things to them yes. you know this 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 ideology of like oh i know better than yes. you know god to speak about a certain subject no, it's it's the thing with whenever you, especially when you're counseling people, you know this exact thing. Especially when you're counseling people, and especially when you you can really grow them up or you can really put them down. And the thing is that if you start boasting yourself that you know this, 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 you can really level take away your own yeah. standing in front of their eyes. But if you listen to God's voice and you hear what He says, you will know when to put the seed into the proper place exactly when God wants it. You know, because then when you put the seed into the best place, whenever God tells you to put it in there, then you'll be able to grow the right the right fruit. It's um that verse that shares. Uh, Go ahead, Vladik. Sorry. Yeah, and I'll just I'll just add on to that. Um, yeah, I love you guys' thoughts, and I agree completely. It's walking with yes. with <laughs> walking with God yeah. daily, and just you know, just being just being always ready and uh, kind of trusting in Him, and also. Kind of what we talked about today is just, you know, I started working with youth here um, in California. And what I learned is basically being faithful to God and just kind of showing God's character through you is actually can speak more than what you try to tell them. Because, you know, I've had people who are, you know, like they're teenagers and just because the way I express myself and the way I love them and the way I, you know, I just open myself to them. They themselves, they come to me and I don't even have to say anything, but they will like, they will like trust me. Right. And, you know, because of the actions that I did, right. Because I had the word, um, the word of God and I was acting and I had the godly character and they saw it in me so they trusted me in me and I don't even have to say anything they come up to me and they're like hey what do you think maybe this maybe this okay I think I think this and sometimes it's like through your actions you can speak even more you know what I mean and maybe someone will see you make a decision on something and they will be like wow that was a great decision like that was such you know so honest from him and they will do the same thing so that's that's another thing is like you know be out there act act like look like be a doer of the word and i believe many people will see it as well so i want to share this verse matthew 7 chapter uh, chapter 7 verse 6 um gosh no way why i actually had it open Bro, <laughs> divine, sinking spirit, man. There you go. Um, do not give dogs what is scared. Yeah. I mean, do that... not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Before you, before you continue on with that, I just wanted to remind remind um back remember this one factor again going back at what Eric Eric Gilmore said one time that he was not able to reveal um, the op- revelation of Hosea to anybody until uh, he literally had such a clear and distinct revelation about what Hosea, what happened with Hosea's, uh, you know, book and everything else, and why it was written. And God like showed him in such a powerful way. And he told God, he's like, "This is so intimate for me. I am not going to reveal the same way until the- Hosea walks into my room and tells me to go and speak it." <laughs> and it Come took on. about six and a half years before all of a sudden Hosea. I think it was like six and a half years, but uh, until Hosea, uh, until God was just like, I want you to go speak it. And he's like, 
no, I'm not going to speak it until you, Hosea walks the room. And then he had a dream when Hosea walked into his room. He said, you need to go and speak. Wow. And that's I don't know. Like, I, I personally, I write things down and there's, there's many things that I don't share. And I think that, you know, I think God reveals something to us for later time. And I, I'm oh, yeah, pretty sure. And, and the funny thing is when it comes to a moment, maybe a certain per- person or a certain conversation, God just kind of like brings it back to my memory because first of all, I wrote it down because I value his word, right? And second of all, like I, I keep walking in that obedience and keep walking in, in, in God's presence. Holy Spirit will remind you. He'll give you the right time. So there's just few practical things like that. And uh, it's funny, but I, w- I actually had a next verse open. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Yes. Um, for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be open. So, hey, like if people asking us stuff and people need help, like I'm, I'm pretty sure like God will open it to them. And even if we don't say all the right words, I, you know, I still think that through through God's presence in us, like it can be the most powerful thing for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Wow. That is, that is so good. I like the sickness, sickness in spirit. Um, but I think we're coming too close with the pod, uh, the uh, podcast. And I just Definitely. want to uh, first speak out to everybody that it, you to First of all, I'm going to go back to what I was saying. I encourage you all to get to drive back into your secret place. Start Amen. learning who God is and actually have a develop a relationship with God to the point where his actions and his word will become alive and true in your life. That your life does not become your own, but your life becomes the uh, a new creation made for the glory of Christ. Mm. Amen. And with that said, guys, we're going to be ending this podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much, Vlad, with um, FM Ministries uh, from Thank all the way from California me. for just tuning in and just uh, having such a blast with us here tonight. But we are going to be closing. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.